the Bad and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. With me again is Will and Bruce. Say hi, guys. Hello, everyone. Good evening. All right, so we are starting our new series on movies of 1994. And to kick it off, we decided to go ahead and knock out the Best Picture winner of 1994. Also, the second highest grossing film of 1994. That's right. Life is like a box of chocolates. We're talking about Tom Hanks, Robert Zemeckis. That's right. It's Forrest Gump. Life life is more like a box of white supremacy, but that's okay. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, I mean, as long as you get to make f- fun of people who have uh, disabilities along the way. Uh, honestly, I don't think they make fun of people with disabilities in this film. No, actually, they do a pretty good job of going the other way around. Won't say they do a great job of it. <laughs> Let, let's let's not no, get too no, excited. No, no. They they well, they it, they turn him into a a, a magical figure of idiocy. Um, you know, a tarot fool is a generous reading. Um, a just straight fool is another reading. And, you know, the whole thing is just vile, appalling, and offensive. Uh, Deeply no. offensive. The whole thing. Uh, see, I will disagree here on that. They, they do turn him into somewhat of a magical figure, but that's because Forrest Gump is the epitome of the 1994 Republican ideal citizen of the United States. Yes. Right. Complacent Absolutely. moron. Uh, not compl- yes. uh, just, you know, uh, so one, uh, well, I guess we're going to get into it. So let me give the quick version of the plot. Uh, idiot man, child stumbles his way through history, ends up rich because the end. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, don't forget. Uh, boy meets girl, loses girl. Gets the, girl the girl is completely irrelevant to anything that happens in this film, other than to she show you why movie. liberalism is bad. It's, it's, it's like the ultimate, like baby boomers were right and wrong at the same time. This is absolutely a a a boomer film. I mean, if we're gonna go in that direction, yeah. Um, but one of the more interesting. So I, let me talk about the things I like. So let me tell you my background on this film. Um, in 1994, I was in high school, right, and I was going to go see this in the theater with my parents, but they ultimately decided to go see something else, and I I, I ended up not wanting to see that movie, so I didn't bother. Right. And since we didn't go to the movies very often, uh, I just never saw this film until the next year when I happened to catch it on my high school band trip. Uh, all of my all <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I know. All of my compatriots uh, on the band trip uh, all got sunburned the day before. And I was the only person who used sunscreen. So <laughs> and they were like really badly sunburned, like couldn't get out of bed kind of bad sunburn. So I had to basically play nursemaid for a few minutes for a day. Uh, sorry, kitty. That was super fun. I just kicked my cat accidentally. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so the next time I saw this film was this week. <laughs> so that that's my entire history of Forrest Gump in a nutshell was I saw it in high school on a trip when I was bored. And then I saw it this week. My opinion on the movie has not changed much. <laughs> Bruce, when did you see this movie? The I first saw it time? when it when it came out. Uh, Might have been like the first couple of weeks. I uh, went and saw it in the Terra Theater in Atlanta, uh, which is a good theater that you know should not be judged for having shown this. It was popular. They need the money. <laughs> All right, and um, I like Will. I was in high school when this came out. It was um, let's see, it was ninety four, so it was between my uh, freshman and sophomore year. I saw it twice in the theaters. Wow. 
Yes. Now, I, now, admittedly, I really enjoyed it, but you know, were was... you atoning for something specific? <laughs> See, this is where it gets. Did a priest tell you to do that? <laughs> I like to. I you know, if you if you anybody knows me, I'm a big Tom Hanks mark. Like I think you know, I'll see just about anything he's in. So it's kind of a case where I think I was just really, really loved seeing Tom Hanks movies. So I can, you know, I will say my my love of Forrest Gump at the time, and I still enjoy it, but, you know, I also have, like, things I want to make specific comments about this film. If this, if Tom Hanks hadn't played the part in which, you know, I found out, you know, it was supposed to be Chevy Chase, and then it was supposed to be John Travolta, and a few other people were offered this part before he got it. This movie wouldn't work because Tom Hanks just has that ability to kind of, he can make something out of yeah, so he can make something work. Sometimes. Let's just how, let's just pause here for a moment and establish a bright line. There is one film that I would pay to see that had Tom Hanks in it ever um, since like the you know his first career, and that would be a pay per view in which he was brutally sodomized by a donkey. I would pay three or four hundred dollars for that, as long as it was actual. <laughs> three or four hundred dollars, and, and the donkey was not hurt. Wow, um, you must have really hated Turner and Hooge. Uh, yeah, I would like to see, and and that is not as random as you might think, because I feel that that is his just desserts for what he did to that donkey in Bachelor Party. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I'm kind of in the middle on this one. I do not have a seething hatred of Tom Hanks, nor do I have a, a particular love and respect for Tom Hanks. I think Tom Hanks is ultimately fine. He's the white rice of decent actors, um, he can do, he does pretty good job in whatever he's given, but he's not given anything that's been terribly, I'll say this. He's never been given a role that's super difficult. Um, th the, this is basically big two, big harder. I mean, yeah. th that's what this movie is. It's big two. Uh, that, I mean, that's gotta be how he got the part. Uh, yeah. And, and I, th I enjoyed big when I was smaller. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember enjoying the film and this is that again. Um, it's the same kind of thing. A s somewhat simple childlike worldview somehow brings fame and success and fortune in a fantasy movie that has no bearing on reality. Only in this case, they try to interject a lot of bearing on reality and then completely ruin it by having Forrest Gump be the magical individual who just happens to do all these amazing things. Yeah. And it sort of gets old. Like, it was kind of funny when he they kind of inserted him into a couple of places, but it really got old real fast, and I kind of stopped yeah. caring about I, uh, the football stuff. He's was kind as of as magical as Freddy Krueger. He's as magical as Freddy Krueger. He can't be killed. He can't be stopped. He he is as relentless. Fuck it. I, now I see how the movies link. Right. You see it, don't you? He's relentless. Yeah. He never stops. He's like a Terminator of being nice i guess but in that sort yeah, of he's... aggressive niceness where but it's it's such a passive aggressive niceness like well he does beat up if unless you touch his girlfriend even then no, it's, like... it's all judgmental that little bastard judges everything he says sweet <laughs> little things but he's a passive aggressive judgy little fuck i don't think i don't think he's judgy i i, I never right. chalk up to ignorance what can be, you never chalk up to malice what can be chalked up to ignorance or well, not no, but caring. the ignorance is okay but that's the problem this is all artifice this is literally like somebody took that Billy Joel, god awful. We didn't start the fire, and like tried to make a, 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 an entire sort of magical apologia for 
basically it's like both apologizing for and lionizing everything of the baby boomers like it is the most boomer energy god-awful piece yes. of shit there's ever been in the world it is Earn it is this it is very much a a boomer you know boomers are great everyone loves boomers 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 look at all the wonderful things that occurred under our yeah. and it's jurisdiction. just look at all the things yeah. we remember hey i remember that it's like that it's it's everything yeah. just as awful as possible so you know the like, south park yeah. episode member berries yeah this is member berries the movie like yeah. i mean it's... i can't and, and here's the thing i know i'm crapping all over this film but i don't hate it i can't bring oh. myself to hate this film it's not worth my time and energy to hate it no 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 this thing is a pernicious evil eh. this film is evil it has done harm to the body politic it has done harm to people it is it <laughs> is like don't worry be happy became a bludgeon and is used to beat people to their knees well no it's not about being happy it's about obeying authority and doing what you're right. told like this whole movie yeah, is life. don't run away small town life is this, this whole yeah. movie oh, well, it's another one of those like it's it's like if andy griffith had never done a face in the crowd like if he was yeah. just so saccharine Good to the comparison. core but uh, oh, of course because the accent the accent is basically tom hanks trying to do andy griffith it is well, actually, offensive to I the memory of andy griffith was he uh, dead uh, yet when this happened, that, or was he though. still Matlocking around? I mean, Matlock is kind of oh, yeah. kind Matt, of oh, yeah. Matlock really is kind of a, a he smeared his own self with it. Like okay, now I can explain though the accent. He's the boy who plays Force in the beginning of the movie. That's how he normally talks, anyways. They cast that kid because that's how he talked. Tom Hanks watched him talk and said, "Okay, well, I'm just going to do this voice the way he does it, so it'll just it'll sync up." So Force's accent is that boy's actual accent. Right. So that's yeah. So. That is not on his fault. Now, here's the thing. Does he deserve an Oscar for just taking... No, no, no. But the casting like... director deserves a, fall, a flaw for imbecile voice. Like, it's imbecile voice. They went out and exploited a boy for his imbecile accent. I it's would hardly call it exploitation. That boy was well paid. Um... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, but <laughs> he gets a nice residual check. I would never have allowed my kid to be in this movie. I, I would allow my kid to be in this movie if he got a, uh, a percentage of the gross. Thank you very oh, much. The gross. Well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but they ripped off the author. Yeah. Only Hanks got gross. Uh, Hanks got gross, Hanks... and the director got gross. Uh, the okay, author yeah. got net, and, and, and he got, got seventy nothing. million after. after yeah, fast. because they they're full of like everything is evil about yeah, this film. Age. Literally everything is evil about this film. No, the box of chocolates actually... didn't hurt anyone. Yes, it did. Probably goddamn made them all gave them diabetes. Uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. If you didn't walk out of this with insulin, with an money. insulin coma coming on, you just you know this thing like just batters yeah. you. It's like a relentless saccharine tidal wave hitting the shore. It's the worst goddamn movie in the world. Uh, no, no, we've seen worse movies no. than this. We no. watched yeah, Water World. Um, the worst is not about uh, production values. Uh, or or narrative structure. This worst is it is the morally worst movie in the world. It is ethically Ooh, reprehensible. Putting this to paper, putting this to film, is ethically reprehensible. Everyone involved, if we were a good society, would be in jail. Tom Hanks would have been beheaded in the public square. Damn, dude. All right, so let's break this down. Um, I'm gonna. Posit a theory, and you guys can support or argue against it, right? My my okay. the the ultimate theme of this film is stay in your lane, 
listen to authority and do what you're told and you will be rewarded with with you know wealth fame power and riches and happiness well basically it's trying to do church mind control without jesus like they're like okay the jesus thing's a little played let's just go and make it saccharine well, but and see if we can howdy doody our way out everyone who bucks authority in this in this movie has horrible things happen to them i'm gonna break it down forrest's mom right she bucks authority to get her son an education and all that stuff, right? What happens? Dies of cancer. Uh, Jenny, she's basically the entirety of the countercultural movement wrapped up into a single person. What happens to her? Everything bad happens to her. She has no happiness and she dies horribly. That's a, that of an unspecified disease. And it doesn't matter what the disease is. Yeah. It might as well be consumption because this is a morality play in the vein of Victorian morality plays. So uh, Bubba Gump, Bubba Gump even, he wants to own a business. He wants no. to own a business. No, Bubba's not Gump. Yeah, yeah, uh, Bub Bubba, Bubba Blue. Blue. I'm sorry. Uh, my mistake. I was thinking of the shrimp company. Yeah, uh, Bubba dies, gets shot in right. Vietnam because he doesn't pay attention. Right? Um, and well, he's, he does, he's not doing what he's told. He's focused more on his on the future than on where he is right now, which is not what you want a soldier to do. It's subtle. But he's supposed to be represented as an innocent, but he's not. He, I mean, by the logic of this film, he suffers the punishment he gets. Now, he dies a quick death. He doesn't die of horrible, unnamed disease number three, but he's fine. Lieutenant Dan, he bucks the system. He argues with people. He doesn't want to be there. Gets his legs blown off. Does it? Uh, it's only when he decides to, to take his place in society that he is rewarded with wealth. You see what I, see what I mean? And this is... This is um, all through this film. I, I would, now, again, feel free to argue with me. No, I, here's the, now uh, on Lieutenant Dan. I would argue that. Remember, Forrest pulls him out. He's like, "No, leave me here. I'm supposed to stay here." You know, he does. He he kind of he's the one where it's kind of a weird situation. He's expects to die in this war, so which is kind of crazy. But you know, he gets he's more angry after the fact that you know, he didn't die in the war. He got you know he lost his life. Uh, yeah, he is he is punished well, that's, heavily that's, for bucking the system. But he's also supposed to be the he's the Vietnam's cat. I mean, he's the he's our he's Tom Cruise basically. This is uh, this is their take on Born in the Fourth of July. Right, except he's grateful he's the, for it. Yeah, it was good that I got shot up. It, well, it, ultimately, like, at the end, he is redeemed when he finally accepts that he can that he should be a productive member of society and do what he can and do what he is capable of doing yeah. to but, to but generate just, wealth for others. Now, but let's yeah. really look at this. This thing isn't just do as you're told and it will all be all right. No, no, no. It's the chosen ones get everything because they go out in their shrimp boat when the other people do the sensible, proper thing and beach them. Oh, but they lose their boats, whereas they're yelling at God and they are fine. And that's because they're the sensible. They're the chosen ones. It's all like this divine right predestination, horrible crap show. It's the worst evil. Well, because they go out and risk their lives to produce shrimp for the for the capitalist no, it's people evil. but yeah, that's, that's, that's not evil not that's what they have told. to do that is that that's is doing that is that is they were yeah. they were told to be safe or guess don't be safe risk your life for the benefit of the capitalist gods it's yeah, just yeah. so bad on every which level. is which is their place in society they're adhering to their place in society to the detriment of their own lives and they are justly rewarded 
based on the logic of this film. And everyone else is, sm- is yeah. smote by the hurricane. That is correct. Everybody else is smote. Yeah, it's some horse shit. All of this is... Yeah, and, is and, well, this let, is pan-glossy. All right, all right, let, let Tom make a point, man. I, we, we've, we've kind of talked over him enough, I think. Yeah. I, I I will point out there's a you know all the other shrimp boats are the African American. There's there's also one that one. I mean good lord do I even need the to point that white. out? I mean, uh, but yeah, he had I, a black friend. Racism is. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah you know, they shared it with Bubba's. Mom. No, I mean there are moments in this film that you can't quite chalk up to it, but I mean I think Bubba's mom would have preferred to have it's Bubba. It's there, but it's not like it's yeah it's not um it's not direct, but unfortunately that's the. That's the re- that's the reality of what's they're implying. <laughs> like, I'm too. pretty sure Bubba's mom would have rather had Bubba than have a giant pile of money. Yeah, the pile of money helps. I'm not gonna say that you know yeah, it, Batman isn't too sad it, it, over his parents. That's <laughs> all I'm and saying. Let's just look at let's just look at uh, at Tom Hanks's you know white supremacist hit parade. There was that Somalian movie where oh Captain something something goddamn whitey McWhite white bubble white white people. It's awful. It's fucking awful, Tom. Be ashamed. Well, of true yourself, story Tom. i don't give a fuck you choose and pick and you color your true stories haha ha. see what i did there and fuck you tom hanks you you should yeah, be ashamed sure you... of hey, yourself me. tom hanks hang your fucking head give all your money up shave your goddamn stupid curly hair off wipe the <laughs> Damn, smug dude. fucking smile off your face and go get oh, raped man. by a okay. donkey okay enough with the donkey okay have you uh... Bruce, have you watched uh, Cloud, uh, Cloud, uh, Cloud Atlas? Oh, no, I won't go see it. I will say this. Tom Hanks is useful. <laughs> he, oh, he's got a shaved head. Tom Hanks thing. appears in any film, it is essentially right-wing propaganda, and you don't have to go see it. You didn't so like that Toy is Story? The valuable, oh, come on. That is the valuable bellwether of Tom Hanks, is that if he exists in a, pro- in a project, it is horrible right-wing trash, and you can safely walk away. I would argue that Toy Story is not. <laughs> yeah, I mean any of the Toy Story. I, I will defend Toy Story. Although Toy Story three does have some, it, it does. I will defend the Toy Story franchise because I kind of love that series, even if it does have the guy from Home Improvement and Tom Hanks in it. I was an adult when it came out, so I didn't go see the kitty film. I was also an adult when it came out. I went and saw it uh, as part of a date, I believe, and it was a great date. <laughs> <laughs> just say yeah. I, I also am a child at heart yeah. um, if it if it got you laid i feel okay uh, well let's not get overreach ourselves <laughs> to infinity <laughs> and maybe this bus stop uh, anyway uh <laughs> and, and to infinity in second will, base will and i have kids so it's, it's those movies aren't yeah, yeah no no if you've got to have the children although again i I hesitate like strongly against anything I've seen as children's fair. I don't have any uh, kids. I hear they're expensive and like, you know, smelly. They are expensive. That is true. uh, And the thing that can be smelly is is that like, I don't think anything that we culturally teach children is valuable or good and that we should stop. We're indoctrinating them to stay in their lane and obey things and stuff or we're indoctrinating them to it'll all be fine because see life isn't always it'll all be fine it, you don't always find your way nemo sometimes nemo just gets eaten by the fucking shark and like the rose-colored life we pour in in these children is just useless uh you should go watch onward. i was hoping you're about to make a box you go watch about. onward because that movie anyway or soul, yeah, soul uh, is great. Go anyway, back soul. to four. Um, I heard good things yeah, about that. Soul's one. great. 
Yes. It doesn't it have Tom Hanks it, in it. it. Go see it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Shout out yeah. to uh, the YouTube Amanda the Jedi. She she turned me on to Soul, and I, I I trust her because she is a very very embittered. Soul. Isn't she your child? Like you know, spiritual child. I would child? be proud <laughs> to claim her. I would be proud to claim her uh, paternity, but I do not think I am worthy of the honor. That's fair. That's fair. Nor is it physically um, possible. Other but... things in this film I want to talk about, um, besides hating on Tom Hanks. Okay, wait, let's establish that Bruce hates Tom Hanks more than is rational uh, by any standard. And Oh, no, I, I, can, I can prove I would, let, Let's just assume that <laughs> any any statement from Bruce in, in also includes the phrase, and Tom Hanks should be killed. I can prove <laughs> it a lot more than his professor of symbolizatics or something. Perfect. Oh, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna get emails. so many emails. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I want to talk about the cinematography a little. Uh, I thought the movie was fairly yeah. well shot. Um, I think the special effects do not hold up at all. Like some no, of them uh, do, see, and some of them don't, but most of them don't. Yeah, I didn't think so. So the things I did, I didn't think the cinematography was bad, and I thought the the effects were okay. Like still good. Ish. Which ones did you think didn't hold up? Uh, pretty much anything where he was inserted with a person, like where it looked like a news program or like he was on TV. Mm-hmm. Those just looked really green screeny. I mean, and they were. Not even that. I mean, they were. It's like, yeah, they, they hadn't quite figured it out, and it just so. and you. Can, I mean, it was it, it was very impressive at the time. Like I remember watching, going, "Man, that looks really good," but. Now going back and looking at it now with with older eyes and more yeah. bitter, angry eyes, it's not. It, it, does it hold up it, to some degree? It doesn't look like garbage. It's not like Babylon Five well, level special effects. Unlike unlike like Avatar, which is just getting worse and worse because the whole thing is the effects. At least they had the decency to make every little piece kind of small. Yeah, you know, it's small and contained. It's a gimmicky piece. Yeah, yeah. It, I'll give the uh, now for best special effects. I will give the the Vietnam battle sequence. Oh, those look well. Those really didn't involve That's, inserting I'm... people into other things. So those those kind of special no. effects actually do hold no. up very well. I'm talking about the, specifically the ones where they insert Forrest yeah. into famous scene with famous that was person. The least bloody Vietnam yeah, I mean, ever. Let, let, let's, that was I've the least bloody Vietnam ever. Come on, sanitized Vietnam actually, was bullshit. Well, my uncle actually fought in Vietnam, and he said that of the movies he's seen, that one had the sound and actual like. Okay, I will take of, like, that. Being caught in I will take that. Actually, that. to be fair, I, my 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 stepfather also was in Vietnam and has mentioned that like the idea that you even see what's shooting at you is like a luxury. So there was a certain degree of realism in that, but but they yeah, absolutely I mean, that, I, yeah. sanitized the blood. Yeah, oh, it's well, the, it was also the mid nineties. I mean. That was kind of what you did. Platoon had been happening. Yeah, but everyone reacted to Platoon and went, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and, and especially, like, Jackson, maybe like, they that was the should. 80s, 80s no, no. And, yeah, and I still, I still. And this was a movie. There. They, well, this was a movie that was also glorifying things, not necessarily. Yeah, like participation in Vietnam. Like, yeah. everything, every ethical choice in, that they made as filmmakers, they failed. Everything. I, I I will argue the box well, of chocolates uh, still didn't hurt anyone. Uh, I stand yeah, box of chocolates. I, I'll go back to the <laughs> special. Yeah. Well, let me bring up the one special fact I think they should have just cut okay. completely. And that would oh, be the God, John. That Lennon was really moment. bad too. <laughs> yeah, because 
why? Okay, so first of all, the scene is dumb because the idea is he sits next to John Lennon and their conversation leads to John Lennon writing Imagine. No, no. bad idea. Now, if they just had him walk in and sit next to John Lennon, that would have been it. Fine. That, you don't have to have the conversation. You can just say, oh, he was on Dick Cavett one time and John Lennon was the other guest. That's not a, the, the then the effect isn't that bad because it's just him sitting down and you know uh, a shot right there. In fact, uh, you know Dick Cavett was there shooting the scene with Tom Hanks, so all they had to do was just in, you know just basically insert John Lennon in there. Having him talk was a bad idea. Just as the you know so some of the other ones like the scene with JFK, which everybody was the big talker at the time, and the scene with LBJ. Yeah, they almost make this work because they use different film stock. When you cut to that one, that's where it's the most apparent that it's bad. The other special effect I think that really does not hold up well. Are all yeah, I mean, I, I kind of forgive that because it was kind of that they were still experimenting with with so, subtle stuff. I'm just gonna, yeah. But now, now that I've talked about how reprehensible this movie is and everyone should be shot, I'll talk about like I just don't understand the narrative. Like, why is the entire ping pong sequence crabbed in there? It's like going through the, it's, it's in the book. It's like going it's cut it. It's like going through the middle and there's always a bigger fish and again it's useless. It's useless pointless fluff. There's like I oh, the trust me they cut a lot worse. I've read the book. Oh, I read the book. They cut a lot worse stuff out. In the book at one point he gets NASA sends into space with a monkey then their their capsule gets lost in the jungles if, and they spend like three years in what the like fuck uh, is this book? Is this just sort of like <laughs> it's not good. literally we didn't start the fire the book? He becomes oh yeah, at one point uh, yeah to be I mean <laughs> the book is not good. Let's let's it's one of those honestly, I will yeah. say this that the movie is better than the book because they cut I mean yes. don't 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 read into this as me defending this movie as a super high quality product. Um, but the book is cuckoo. I will say one thing the book did better was characterization of Jenny because they basically just took every bad attribute that Gump had in the book. Cause in the book, he's a, a bit more of a complex character. Um, and there's a, it's less of an yeah. idiot savant and more of a, he, he just kind of gets by with what he has and figures out some sometimes clever solutions, but it's not like it's not quite yeah. as magical. Uh, anyway, he has bad traits too. Yeah. in the book he has bad traits. like he's not a he's, there are things about him that aren't great. and they t- basically take all of that and jam it into Jenny's character because they want to punish Jenny for being not being conformist essentially uh, uh, a girl uh, female well and and also. for being a girl a female who has yeah I mean, yeah, it's, she, gets fridged. Fridged she doesn't get too. fridged in this at all, but she it's everything else. Like, I won't say she gets fridged because she is a character. She's not a good character. Like, she's not a well-done character, but she is a character. Most most fridge victims are literally just thrown in there to be put in the fridge. They might as well be... I don't know. I think... I, I see what you're saying, but I think it's arguable. This this is the thinnest veneer. Like, what's her arc? Sorrow and uh, her arc is regret. I rebel against everything and life life kicks me in the to, to reflect wow. emotional growth for, for you know gump. I mean, well, I didn't say they treated her well, well. No, I'm I mean, just we, saying we they treat her better than most do. fridge victims. Well, I, I'll say this we got to acknowledge that you know her character is you know victim, victim of, of a lot of things abuse. in this book and a lot of stuff that didn't need to be in there. Like, they didn't need yeah. to, to be this is a pylon, this is a pylon indictment of. Are you, do, yeah, do you, every... did you think the sixties might've gone better if, if, uh, 
you know, people maybe listen to to the the counterculture. If we were all William F. Buckley, <laughs> do you do you think that things might have been? Well, no, no. If did you did you think that? Well, this is what would have happened to you. You would have had horrible things happen to you, and then die of some random yeah. disease after. Oh, it's totally AIDS. They're totally. And, uh, AIDS it doesn't matter what it is. Like it could, but it's AIDS. I mean, they're trying to employ. Yeah. They they claim whatever they're implying it's a whole bunch from, of different but, you diseases. Know. You can read it doesn't matter. It's as far as I'm concerned, it's tuberculosis because that's she she literally does the thing yeah. where she gets all pale and wan and has mysterious uh, Victorian uh, prota female protagonist disease and then dies and like that's it. It's so stupid. I, sorry, I have to harp on this for a bit. This is the dumbest possible decision that they could. It's just one more fucking pylon on a giant fucking pylon where they set fire to anything that you might hold dear and just let it burn. And it's t uh, some people want to watch the world burn, oh. Bruce, and they wanted it to burn specifically for Jenny because Jenny got done dirty in this film. Oh, and let's also point out in the I book, know, in the book, none of this happens because it's sort of a more balanced. I mean, oh my God. Right, because the, they're, they're evil. They're uh. evil morality tale. It's an evil morality tale. It is literally everything evil in the world put into a fable. That's the point of it. It is, it is preaching evil yeah. as virtue in a fable. Okay, I got cool I got I got to go with Tom on this one. The soundtrack is pretty banging. No, God damn it. You don't like Three no. Dog Night? You don't like Leonard Skinner? No. You don't like Aretha no. Franklin? No. You don't like no. Simon oh, and Garfunkel? You, you don't like Elvis Presley? Bird. You don't like Creedence nope. Clearwater Revival? Nope. Nope. Goddamn boomer shit. They should all die. Uh, I'll disagree with you. There's shit in there that's good. <laughs> I'm not saying that the music is oh, bad on. in and of itself. I'm not saying that the music is bad in and of itself. But the music here... Is just hey now remember this? It's memory. Well, it is it's member berries, berries, but you know what? Uh, sometimes I like it's, to drink and reminisce. Seventy-three. Let's play something seventy-three. No, I, I, I got nothing for this. <laughs> I, I literally have no love for any of this. Um, I mean, I, as I said, I don't think they were that bad with the effects. Um, I only skimmed through it for this because I could not possibly watch more than five minutes at a time <laughs> without vomiting. Um. So I didn't really in, in inspect the effects. I'll take your word for it that they didn't age well. But like, I, again, the cinematographer's only sin is that they didn't like claw out their eyes and, and set <laughs> them fire. on fire right. in protest of, of being used yeah. for this thing. Um, but they were they were workmanlike, uh, yeah. you know, we're Heidi Riesenthal. That's who they are. I mean, let's bring it. Now, we, we haven't really discussed this is Robert Zemeckis' project. You know, and almost all of his films have pretty complex special effects. You know, you know Back to the Future, and of course, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know, Death, you know, yeah, Death Becomes Her, was all the movies he did before this. And then after this, he does Contact, which is, you know, I would say his best work. But, you know, and then he later he does stuff like, you know, Castaway, and then he does all this crazy. Polar Express. Films like, Christmas Carol, Beowulf, and of course, yeah, we got. I mean, we got to bring up Beowulf. Oh God, for, that uh, movie. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think what was interesting about this is he, just, he did. He also did more Dello of Blood like two years after this. I just want to point out that he did Tales from the Crypt for Dello yeah, of Blood. Which is yeah, he crazy. produced all the tales. Um, he directed four episodes. Well, I mean, of you, you have to do something to soothe your conscience after you've been part of. This. I don't know. He did Polar Express and Castaway. Both are Tom Hanks vehicles. Uh, 
So what I think there <laughs> is is that he clearly just is a morally flawed human. It's like being an addict. He needs the money. You know, he does he does things he's not proud. That's of. fair. He's a he sells himself on the street corner. Now, I, oh, but I will say this: if you've not seen used cars, that one is worth watching. That is, that is the best Kurt Russell you'll ever see. Uh, um, have you not seen Big Trouble China. in Little China? Oh, here's the thing. That oh, is wow. the same character. So, yeah, used cars. The used cars, uh, I mean, is he, he's playing the exact same character four years before he does Big Trouble in Little China. That's the thing. If you watch that, you're like, oh, crap, this is Jack. Oh, holy hell. His name is he did a, he produced, uh, <laughs> uh, Robert Zemeckis produced an episode of Kolchak the Night Stalker, which is one of my favorite TV series of all time. Hmm. Yeah, so it, the thing is, Zemeckis has some interesting uh, decisions, and for this film, you know, he gets an Oscar, which I think they were kind of like, well, you, we kind of want to give you for some of your other films. And I've wondered about that because you know, he beat Tarantino. Oh, it, this is the most people. stolen Oscar of the 90s, flat out. This is this is the Academy lapping it up like, no, no, like uh, dogs I, I, and just sucking at the white supremacy teat. I will counter that with 96 when the Coen brothers lost to Anthony Miguel for the English patient. Fargo is. Ten times better, and the English Patient would be worse uh, movies. Ever. I, I got to give you, you that. I got to give you that. I forgot that that was a pairing that, where that happened. Fargo. Hell, I watched Fargo like three times. So I'm going to ask, what were the other nominees for Best Picture and this year? Because I I don't know. Okay, well we're going to do okay. them all. So uh, four weddings and a Ugh, funeral. Okay. Quiz show. Stupor white with my um, wife. The Shawshank. Okay, Shawshank it is all did. white people. Well, yeah, it was like, the nineties. What do you want? It is the whitest kids we know. That is what this no, is. they would have had the grapist, and it would have been fine. Um, that's one of my favorite skits of all time. Anyway, we're 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 really getting really getting off track here. Um, so, man, what else is there to say about this film other than I get? I'm ashamed that I saw it. I'm, I'm not ashamed that, that I saw it. So I, I will say this: um, my ultimate opinion on this is that this is problem. This is. So nostalgia tends to run about 30 years behind, right? So this is absolutely yes. kicking off that – kicking the nostalgia train down the track a little farther. Uh, oh, yeah. Because of this they, fucking thing, we got goddamn mad Well, Fuck well mad men. I haven't seen, so I can't uh, say anything. Well – by the way, let's also point out Zemeckis also really started. Uh, yeah, really back, back the, the yeah, but Back to the Future was clever. Like it, it's it was nostalgia for it was it was nostalgia so for, nostalgia for film uh, too. Yeah, but the second one was was like future better. Yeah, second one's better. I will I will. I would say that the second one is actually a parody. I will say the second one is actually a parody of nostalgia culture. With with like the the nineteen eighties yeah. cafe and everything, I love that. That, 80s that, that cafe. just kills me. Um, I just don't. I mean, this film. So in terms of cultural impact, this movie has had a lot of it. Um, there are parody. The, the thing is, I think the parodies are better than the movie. Like the movie is problem. At, at best, it's sweetened gruel that you give Don't someone who who needs something easy to digest because they're on their deathbed and their stomach can't work, doesn't work anymore. And you're trying to no, kill no. Them. If you're trying to kill them, you give them arsenic. Um, if that's suspiciously specific. Anyway, um, what I'm saying is the movie's not great. Like, I don't know why it won Best Picture. I don't think it was Best Picture material. I don't even think it should have been nominated. Personally, even back then, I, I remember seeing this and thinking, this one Best Picture, man, they must have. And 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 since I hadn't seen many of the films at the time, 
what I thought was it must have been pretty slim pickings because this ain't that great. Um, so here's the problem. You, you're not, you're, and this is where you don't like, uh, I don't think you've thought it through 94. They're 50. Now they're all turning into their parents and this film yes. blesses them. Oh God. It you're gives right. Them, it, it absolves them of their sins yeah. and makes it, you know, and their, their participation in eighties Ponzi schemes is made out to be a virtue. It's just that this is boomer apologia. It is, it allowed them to be racist, but not feel bad. It allowed them to be classist, but not feel bad. It allowed them to turn into the man without feeling bad because the man is good. Isn't it? And yet we get to keep all the music. We get to keep all the music. All and, of whom, like like ninety percent of these artists, are in stark contrast uh, ethically and and everything about it. Uh, yeah. that, the, uh, like the offensiveness of this thing can't. Like I have, ooh, I pulled out hair right now while talking. But what year uh, does this movie end? What well, eighty two? Like, yeah, 82. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Who's president. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is all. I mean, in the end, this is like you know what, Ronald Reagan. Yeah, look at all, yeah. and things are gonna be okay things because the Republican you... is in charge. Oh, uh, is basically this subtle, and I. And it should be pointed out, Forrest runs across the country during the. Yeah, they Carter they hastily ignore the Carter administration to focus on a dude running cross country, and honestly, I had I saw this one, I was like, oh, is this I, in but, here? I had forgotten that whole sequence is even in this film because it's so boring and dumb. <laughs> And it makes no and it makes oh, no uh, sense. This is like, where I want to bring up my it. okay. I have five scenes I would cut from this movie. Yeah, I have five things I want to cut from this movie. Two of them are from that part. And you know, I was talking to Jen. She and I both agreed. Cut the part where he he creates the 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 t-shirt because that's the that's so stupid. Cut the part where shit happens. A bumper sticker. You don't need those at all. Why put him in there? It it's, was it's a member berry. It's time. a member berry. It's, not even a it's just a theme. thing that people. Will it's remember. also the epitome of boomer humor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like it is absolutely a boomer joke, exactly. and everyone's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, god!" It's such a member berry kind of movie. <laughs> I had that T-shirt. Yeah. So you cut those two out. I would, like I said, I would cut most of. I would almost trim out the entire John Lennon bit. Hilarious enough, and you got. I will say this: if you don't like Tom Hanks, Bruce, he he refused to do one scene that they cut in in the original script. Walking through Alabama one day, he sees a bunch of dogs chasing after a black man, and he uh, stops the dogs and starts playing with him. The man he saves from being eaten by uh, being a oh, I'm so glad they cut that. Martin Luther King. Oh my God, man! (laughs) I'm not doing that. Even Tom Hanks is like, no, man, because it's like, no. No, 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 no. That's that's, that's a that's, fridge that's, too that's, far that's, is what that's that is. Tasteless um, beyond tasteless. So I, I still want to talk about the cultural <laughs> impact this movie's had because it had a lot. Like, life is like a box of chocolates is everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it, everyone, it, I mean, this has been par- – I think the parodies are better. My favorite thing that came out of this movie was the Weird Al parody of Lump by the Presidents of the United States of America. So <laughs> that is my favorite uh, Weird Al parody song because it's so dumb and it's so much fun to listen to, and I love it. Um <laughs> This movie is not fun. It's not. I, I just can't get my ire. I can't get my my ire up 
It does, and the longer, the further you get away from the film, the, fur, the further the I get away from the film, the less I care. It's like I, I didn't care when I saw it. I don't care now. I never cared. This movie was so. This movie did not impact me at all in any way. It still doesn't impact me at all, except to make me go, "Man, this is super problematic and did not age." Uh, it's racist, sexist, classist, anti-intellectual, uh, vapid, tasteless. And cloying and saccharine. It is every negative. I will argue word. it is not vapid. You know what? It is because absolutely it's, because there is so much no, deliberate stuff in here. It can't not... be vapid. This was definitely deliberate. They're trying to yeah. tell you stuff, and what they're, they're trying, trying to tell you is tell conservatism is good. New Gingrich was right. I mean, that's what they're saying. <laughs> and New, New uh, yep. House. So here's what I'll say about that. Here's what I'll say about that. And I, I, this is going to be a point that's interesting to some and despised by others. But I argue that this flavor. So conservatism is in two parts. American conservatism. I'm not talking about British conservatism or any of that yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm talking about the American conservative sphere is in two parts. And those two parts break down on neoplatonist lines. And there's essentially the people who are in on it and the dupes. And this movie is at the dupes. This is going, this is like a proto, uh, what is it? Who are the stupid people who are taken advantage of by all the people? Like the Trumpies and the, and the before yeah. that was like the Pact with America and all this. Okay, all of this is simplified, dumbed down and made vapid. Now, it takes cleverness to make something this stupid on purpose and like to make it tailored to hit people who are uncritical and indoctrinate them. I'm not saying that propaganda doesn't require devious cleverness, but what it, what it is is propaganda and it is in, implicitly anti-intellectual. It is anti the concept of intellectualism. It's like it's anti-think. Thinking is forbidden in this world. You don't do thinking, and it's it's explicitly so. This is programmatic brainwashity, and when I say vapid, I don't mean it is artless. When I say vapid, it is designed to produce a person whose internal monologue is chicken, 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 chicken. Okay, you've convinced me. Uh, I withdraw my statement. <laughs> it is it is artfully done vapidness. Um, I mean, you kind of got to respect <laughs> yeah. it, right? Just because. It's, it's like so well crafted to hit that target. It, it, it's like, how can I say this? It's like a particularly skilled bank robber. You don't necessarily like what they're doing, but damn, did they do it well? <laughs> I, so what I will say about that is, that's all yeah, I got. To what say I'll say about me, that Mom. is that it, that's actually yes, there is something to be said for that, but it's a lot less than you might think. I mean, Donald Trump can do it. It's just sort of finding the lowest common denominator and sinking to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, but anyway. All right. Go ahead, Tom. By the way, before we, before we wrap up, there's one more scene I want to discuss, which I felt, I've said, is the number one scene they should have cut or just completely redone. Oh, God. And that's the Black Panther sequence. Because first of all, why would oh, they because go Because they're there? white supremacists, duh. <sighs> I mean... Why would they? Okay, so force were they really that a guy in force's uniform in there? No. Two. Why? Okay, if you're gonna have Jenny's, you know, crazy angry, um, Abby Hoffman s boyfriend slap her, do you have to have it there? 
no, you don't even have to have it. I mean, you could have done it anywhere, but you know, you we're gonna have it there as if he, you know. And I'm like, why? And then of course you had the ending line. Sorry, uh, the Black Panther Party. Cut the why? sequence. Just well, no, cut the why is because out. it was deliberately demeaning it. That's it. I mean, there's no other way to read yes, it this. Was. I mean, generously, you could say Zemeckis kind of just went along to go along. Like, he cashed the check, and he doesn't mind that he's dirty at the end of they it. He got the Oscar. But, but, like, he's an evil fuck. <sighs> You're an evil fuck if you do this on purpose. I wouldn't purpose. say that, but... There's he, no I, way to take your intentionality away see, from that's the thing. I don't think he realized what he actually... I, I've said it before. I don't think he and Tom Hanks truly realized what they were doing until way after the film came yeah, out. But I mean, they, you know, maybe not that they saw it, but we'll go with the banal the of evil impact. here. Like they you didn't don't realize have to be a, a purely brilliant, you know, foresight. Uh, in other words, the fact that they succeeded beyond their wildest dreams at being evil doesn't make it less evil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. And let's point out, in nine, the year before this, the movie that won Best Picture was Schindler's List. The movie that won the next year was Braveheart. Kinda I'm sorry. If you look at well, like, there was one good movie in that in, in that trailer. Uh, I I have to confess that I enjoy the hell out of Braveheart as as goofy as it is. I I enjoy. I mean, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point here, right. and I think that maybe it comes across as on this podcast we've savaged a number of films and praised a number of films. But and we'll be savaging yes, many, yeah. many. We more, will be I'm praising sure. more as we go through um, the series. But ultimately, so yes. it is okay to watch things that ultimately turn out to be problematic. It is even okay to like things that people find problematic. I mean, I like the works of Roger Zelazny, specifically the Amber series. And reading those books, it is a very 1960s science fiction level. Women are not treated well in that series. There is a lot of yep. major problems in that series, but I still enjoy it. But the important thing to do is to recognize that it has problematic parts and to acknowledge them and to not say, oh, well, I like it, so it can't be bad. You know, I like it, so it can't have bad things in it. And I, I think that a lot of people get turned around on saying like, oh, well, you hate that film because it's this. It's like, no, I can still enjoy it. I just have to point out all the terrible stuff because if I don't, I am whitewashing it away and making it go away just simply because I like this. I don't want to think too yeah. hard about yeah. it. No, uh, the whole point of thinking about things is to grow and understand. And this movie helped me grow and understand things in ways. Because when I saw it in 1994 – or 1995, excuse me, none of the stuff I mentioned about how this promotes conservative values or whatever hit me at all. No, it just flew right over my head. I was bored, teenage kid, you know, teenager watching this movie on a cruise ship on a tiny little ass TV going, man, this movie's not very exciting, but it has some interesting bits. And that's kind of a neat special effect. And, and I forgot about it three, you know, two hours later, I completely forgot that I watched. That's it. a little funny. Yeah. Looking back on it now with a with a more practiced and cynical eye, um, I can point out, oh, yeah, that's what this is. That's what this is. That's what this is. And I think that's a valuable lesson to learn is that you can grow in your consumption of media, and it's very important to do so. That said, I don't recommend anybody see this movie ever unless you really, really want to see boomer propaganda, in which case, yeah, this is a prime example. Fair. All right, uh, uh, all right. So I, we kind of need to be wrapping up. Any yeah, final I just have one interesting thought. I really think that any comedian 
who did a lot of cocaine in the 70s should never have stopped and just died of it like God intended. I think that every one of them who gets clean goes on to make garbage. <laughs> Robin Williams was better with the cocaine. Okay. There I said it. <laughs> Damn, there dude. I said it. Everything else was schmaltz and schlock and lovable clown nose. Hunk, hunk, oh, I have no to say, we're not. He was funny when he was on the cocaine. He became a joke, not in a funny way. After Tom Hanks, you should have just fucking had the grace to overdose in '83, riding high on the Tawny Katane train. But then we never would have gotten mazes and monsters, Bruce. <laughs> oh, does it? Oh no, that that predates that one. So no. Oh, was he? he I was, thought that movie was, was 1984. Was it? Was it early? <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, no, it was final... 82. Remember, it was a TV movie. You got yeah, remember? Yeah, well, it was kind of all in those years. The satanic um, panic period. There was a lot of satanic panic when I was a, a young lad. Uh, uh, my final thoughts on this movie aren't about this movie. I want to thank Robin Williams for making Patch Adams because that was the the. The only movie I ever went to where I dated, I took two women to see it at the same time. That there, that's that's my proud, that's my proud moment. Okay, and they didn't vomit on you. I mean, that is like no, no, they were into it. Film. It was cool. <laughs> I remember yeah, Catholic I mean, school. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, my final thought on this one: it's one of those films where, if you look at it, it's you know. Did it deserve to win Best Picture? No. We were going to be covering the other films that uh, were nominated. We'll see of the other four what was the best one. We all are going to have different takes when we get to a couple of these because, you know, there's a, a lot of different takes. This film has got a lot of problematic stuff, and in many cases was probably, uh, you know, because just something they didn't catch when they were making it because that's just how 1994 sensibilities were. Is it as bad as other movies? No. Is it the worst movie of the 90s? No. There are so many other bad things, as I would point out, came out before and after. This film, I think, is entertaining on the first watch. As you go through, you'll find something wrong, something wrong, or something wrong. So is it a movie you want to rewatch many times? No. I've watched it many times, and every time I do see something, I was like, yeah, I want to cut this, or I want to change this, or I wish they hadn't done that. So... I'm going to declare this one a bad but also nerdy film because there's so much. This is one of the films where everybody has a Forrest Gump joke about this film. So it has its nerdy cultural impact as well. So we're going to call this bad and nerdy for uh, our first film of 1994 series. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know it's been a wild one. Please check us out on our Facebook group, Fans of Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Podcast. Also on Twitter, Good, Bad, Nerdy Movie Pod. Please. Give us your takes on this, because I'm sure some people really love this movie, and some people really hate this movie, and some people only watched it once. Please, please, if you saw it in theaters, let us know. If you watched it on video sometime, or if you watched it when they run it a thousand times on television, because this is one of those movies that's always on TV. If you're interested in the pay-per-view of Don- Tom Hanks and the Donkey, send me an email. Maybe we can crowdfund this. If you're going to send angry emails, I'd like you to send them to chunkylover69 underscore 69 at AOL.com. Thank you very much. <laughs> folks uh, i hope you enjoyed this podcast and remember next time you're uh anytime you're uh in the middle of a hurricane the more you scream at god the better off you're gonna do all right good night everybody
Run, Forrest! Run, Bruce, run! Run, run, Bruce, run before they come kill you! You know, if I am killed by somebody for my remarks on this podcast, I will have earned it, and I'll wear it 